Hello and welcome in to the Just Talk Pod with George Arjour. Today, uh, we have a special guest, Chelsea Walsh, the Chelsea Walsh on Instagram. You're really going to enjoy the interview with her. Uh, we talk about a whole bunch of different things. Miami, she lives there. I used to live there traveling during COVID and I debut my newest, uh, newest segment called Yo G, let me ask you something where when I have a guest on, I ask them to ask me one question, whether it's personal life, um, business wise, just some sort of advice. Before that, I did my usual sports topic, uh, James Harden, NFC and AFC division around picks. Seattle story, and of course, at the end, um, after the Chelsea interview, we did our lyrical review. So you don't want to miss that. As always, this episode is brought to you by the Sports on Tap. That's thesportsontap.com. We have some really good pieces of content up there, and a lot of cool podcasts. You got to check out for a more in-depth view of the James Harden uh, trade to the Brooklyn Nets. Me, and my brother's podcast. With that being said, podcast with George and Sammy Jarjour. As always, please share and review this podcast with as many friends as you can. The more you share this and the more you spread the word for me and for us and for this community, the more likely we are going to grow. And uh, I can't do it without you guys, so I really appreciate all of you. And last but not least, please follow me on social media, whether it's Twitter or Instagram, at GeorgeOnTap. Now, let's get started with the episode. Welcome into the episode. And I guess like if you're watching a clip or listening to this, I don't put up every single part of the podcast as a clip. I am on a new camera. It's kind of awkward placement so far. I'm not exactly sure where to look at all times, but I'm going to figure it out here. And when I watch these clips, I will know more whether this is the right way to look, the wrong way to look, but we'll figure it all out. Welcome into today's episode. You heard the intro. You know what it's all about. Let's just get started quickly here with the James Harden trade i do have some thoughts on that um one he had his press conference today and james harden seemed like uh you know he was pretty happy about being in new jersey net he got his way he ended up doing what he wanted to do in the long term and that was become a part of the new jersey nets and one of the things they asked him which i thought was absurd was hey um, James, you are, uh, what do you think of yourself? He said, I'm an elite, uh, talent. He is an elite teammate, debatable and an elite leader, laughable. <laughs> I mean, let's be frank, right? James Harden is an elite player in the NBA, but for him to call himself an elite teammate, which I think is absurd is pretty funny to me. The guy quit on his team multiple times. The guys ran out Chris Paul. Russell Westbrook, Dwight Howard. Uh, it seems like a lot of people don't want to play with him because his style's not fun. So as I said earlier, for James Harden to say elite player, correct, uh, elite teammate, debatable, and elite leader, laughable. The one part that's the most laughable is him calling himself an elite leader. I mean, leadership is something that a lot of people strive to get, and a lot of people don't understand that they're not being a leader. A lot of people don't understand leadership in general. 
Um, there's different forms of leadership, but here's one form that's not leadership, quitting on your team, quitting on your city, and not showing up in big moments. Part of being a leader is not only walking the walk or talk. Uh, talking to talk, but it's actually walking the walk. And James Harden's never walked the walk as a leader with multiple playoff exits where he phased out. And I know a lot of people say, look at the stats, look at the numbers, but you can't just look at the raw numbers because sometimes the numbers don't tell the whole story when in elimination games, he's been pretty damn awful. Um, he part of being a leader is not having the team built around you completely and then ditching them. So he maybe could have pretended to be a leader. He could pretend to be an elite leader, but he's not now elite player. Absolutely. Uh, James Harden is one of the best basketball players on earth and maybe one of the 40 best basketball players to ever live. I don't like his style, but I can't debate that he's not effective, efficient, and a really good score and a really good basketball player. Cause he is, but you know, there's it's all the other things that I don't like about James Harden. I don't like his his teammate being a teammate. I would not want to play with him, and you know you wouldn't either. For every James Harden defender out there, go try to run five on fives with a guy who plays similar to James Harden, dribbles a ball thirty five times between his legs, and then takes a step back three. You wouldn't want to do it, and you wouldn't enjoy doing it. And that's what James Harden is. He's not a fun person to play with, and his leadership ability is laughable. He's no no leader at all. Now, does that mean I think that the uh, trade to the Brooklyn Nets is not going to work? No, that's not necessarily what I think. I actually think that the trade to the Brooklyn Nets should work. And I think we get caught up with this quite a bit where we think that it's not going to work out. We think that things are not going to go smoothly. We think that things are not going to be good because there's one basketball. And I kind of say pump the brakes on this real quick. We have more evidence of teams stacking up and working than teams stacking up and not working. Um, if you want to even just go back to James Harden earlier in his career, he played with Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook at the same time, two both guys who, need, who people say need the ball, and he was able to thrive at Oklahoma City. Um, let's look back at big threes. Everyone wondered how a big three that all of them need the ball would work in Boston. They won a championship. Miami, how would it work? They won a championship. Golden State on a different level, the remote of a passing team, and I guess the the brilliance of Clay Thompson as that third guy with Kevin Durant and Steph Curry was he doesn't really need the ball to thrive, but that worked. Um, if you go down to Cleveland and see what it looked like between LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Love, which, yeah, maybe they didn't have that ultimate success where they won three or four championships, but they won a championship, and that was the first championship in Cleveland sports in years. So, no, it will work, and I think it's funny that we always – I understand the clunkiness of the basketball fit, and I understand that someone's going to probably need to take a step back. But overall, I believe that this team can get it done because of the immense talent you have, right? I mean, coaches are smart. You got Steve Nash over there. I mean, you, there's going to be times where people always say there's one ball, but you stagger minutes, right? I mean, you can have Harden sometimes leading a unit by himself, sometimes Durant leading a unit by himself, sometimes Kyrie leading a unit by himself. And yeah, not all three of them are going to average 25 plus points a game, but can I foresee a situation where you have a Durant averaging 30, a Harden averaging 25 and a Kyrie averaging 20? Absolutely. And I think that's where that team could be really good. You have shooters like Joe Harris who can knock down threes. I'm not saying they're necessarily going to win the championship this year, but for a lot of people who think it's just going to be interesting on paper, but not be really good at basketball, I think we're going to have a false statement here. With that, and I mean, one of the things that I lastly want to say about this trade is I think it's kind of funny that we always want to uh, um, 
say, well, I like me, for example, I've always said, oh, James Harden can never be a winner. But that's not my point. My point is I don't think he could have won an NBA championship as a number one option on a team. We saw him in Oklahoma City go all the way to the NBA Finals as the third guy. We see him, um, if he was the second guy, they probably still would have made the NBA Finals. And I think in Brooklyn, he might be the second or 2A, 2B. Uh, Kevin Durant's the best player on that team. But Kevin Durant's probably smart enough, too, and is a basketball mind that where he could literally say, hey, for three quarters, I'm going to let Kyrie Harden do their thing. And then in the fourth quarter, I'll be the closer. I'll be the assassin and I'll close the game and go get some rings. Um, of course, you're going to have uh, all the LeBron James fans out there saying, oh, you really need to have sex. three superstars to beat LeBron now, huh? I'm so tired of the LeBron sicko fans. Like, I think LeBron James is the second greatest player of all time. I think we all understand how great LeBron James is. And I'm so tired of these LeBron James fans trying to explain to us that, oh, you need three guys. Like, yeah, he also needed three guys. He needed Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. I mean, there were two superstars on his team. He needed Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. He needed Anthony Davis. Uh, Kevin Durant wasn't going to do it just with maybe he would have done it with Kyrie, but you need if he needs a guy, that's fine. Steph needed Clay and KD. KD needed Clay and Steph. Superstars need help. Michael Jordan needed Scottie Pippen and then Dennis Rodman later in his career. It's no like it's not a joke. Like not everything is always like when teams build teams are not like oh, we need all these guys to beat LeBron. They're just trying to build the best team possible. So LeBron fans need to like take a chill pill sometimes because it's not all about LeBron James. It's about building good basketball teams. And LeBron James is great. And LeBron James and I think the Lakers are still favorites to win the championship. But now they have a challenger coming out of the East. And I'm not quite sure. I want to just pencil in um, the Nets versus Lakers in the NBA Finals because I think Milwaukee has some continuity. I think Boston has a thing to say here and there in Philadelphia. Joel Embiid is playing like an MVP candidate. But will the Nets be a flop? No. Um, I heard some you know people say there, there's only two ways this can go. It can be an absolute failure or it can end in an NBA championship. But I would I would want to push back on that because I think it could end somewhere in the middle. I think that the Nets could be a pretty good team and miss out on the NBA championship next year. And come back and play. And this is all if like Kyrie is healthy too. And I, last thing I want to do say is this team is Brooklyn, right? I mean, we, I saw a tweet and I, I wish I had the name in front of me. And he said, this Brooklyn Nets team has all three facets of Brooklyn now. They got the tall, weird, skinny guy in Kevin Durant. They got the guy who thinks he's a philosopher in Kyrie Irving. And they got the guy with the big beard in James Harden. I think that was maybe the, uh, the tweet of the day of a week. So I thought that was great. And in general, guys, I think we should just go ahead and be like, all right, cool. This is the way things are. We're going to um, hopefully, you know, watch these guys and we shouldn't be making our judgments on what the nets are going to be in day one. Um, I think we will make our judgments in April, May, not in game 36 of the NBA season. All right, and then obviously we have our NFL Sunday, our NFL divisional round playoffs. I just going to give out these picks, um, just like last week. I think that these picks, you might listen to this podcast after the picks out, but I want to put my picks out there. So first game, you got the LA Rams, um, Aaron Donald going to Green Bay to play Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. A lot of Aaron's on this uh, in this game, and I'm gonna actually. This is like a weird week where you'll see. I'm taking a lot of dogs. I'm taking the Rams plus six and a half. I think Aaron Donald's phenomenal. I think Sean McVay, 
I mean, I, I know there's that running joke that if you had a coffee or had a drink of Sean McVay, you become an NFL head coach. But he's been a really good head coach. This has been maybe his best coaching job, I think, because this team is not as talented as a team that went to the Super Bowl. And they're still doing really well. I think the Packers win, but the Rams keep it close. Rams plus six and a half. Baltimore plus three at Buffalo. I think Baltimore is a better team here than Buffalo. I mean, not better team. They're both really good. But I mean, the line in Vegas is telling you they think these two teams are even. And I kind of agree here. I think Baltimore wins this game outright. I think Lamar Jackson got that monkey off his back with the first playoff win. And I think this is one of those games they can really explode against a team like the Buffalo Bills, whose defense has been better in the second half of the season, but they're still suspect. Cleveland plus 10 um, at Kansas City. Kansas City is on average, I think, in the last six weeks, won their games by six points. They're still, to me, the Super Bowl favorite. I'm still picking them go all the way to the Super Bowl. But off a bye week, Andy Reid is always good, but doesn't mean they necessarily have to blow out the Cleveland Browns. The one thing here with Cleveland is if they get a lead, they can really slow the game down with their running backs and the way they run the ball with Chubb, Hunt. And if, as long as Baker Mayfield doesn't make any mistakes, he can keep this game close. So give me Cleveland plus 10. And last but not least, I got Tampa Bay plus three going to New Orleans. Tampa Bay, Drew Brees, the rematch, the last one. Um, look, I think Tampa's lost twice. The one factor we didn't have was the clicking of the offense of Tampa Bay earlier in the season. I think losing to them twice has actually been more helpful than hurtful. I know they may have had home field, but now they have a sense of the team. Antonio Brown wasn't a factor. Um, wasn't I think it was his first game last time against them, or it was his first time uh, just being signed and in play. Gronk is now legit and is a different Gronkowski than was before. I think Tampa Bay wins the game outright in New Orleans. So those are my NFL picks. I think it's going to be a really fun NFL Sunday. And as I been doing i'm going to recap the nfl sunday later on um during uh when on wednesday's podcast so kind of go through that preview the afc and nfc championship games which is going to be fantastic man i can't wait for these playoffs man to be like for the for this weekend this game these games are gonna be awesome and i think we're gonna have a lot of fun let's get on to our seattle story of the week All right, Seattle story of a week, and uh, I kind of want to talk a little bit of sports on this one. What the hell is wrong with the Washington Huskies basketball team? The Mike Hopkins era started so good. I think he won the coach of the year in the Pac-12 the first two years. We won our, we won the conference as uh, regular season conference champions in the second year, almost went undefeated, and since then it's been an absolute disaster and shit show. I don't know what's going on with the Washington Huskies. And this is going to be like a two-minute rant, and that's it. I don't have much to say about this, but this team sucks. They're 1-12 now with a win against only um, Seattle U, which thank God we beat them. We are now a laughing stock. We're the worst team in the Pac-12. We played only the 2-3 zone, which I get. The 2-3 zone is good. There's some good things about it. But basketball evolves, right? We're being dinosaurs here where we don't want to change. We refuse to change we refuse to make any adjustments i am so disappointed in the washington huskies basketball team and i just don't know what to do if i was them i was going to scrap my whole entire process and scrap my whole entire idea of what it means to be a elite program the first thing i would do if i was the washington huskies is i wouldn't get rid of mike hopkins i, I we've already seen that he can coach we've already seen it right 
what I would do with Mike Hopkins was I would change my my approach. I am not looking for any more one and duns. I'm not looking to go get these guys who are going to come in like Isaiah Stewart, who I like, Jaden McDaniels, who I like, uh, Tony Roten back in the day, Martel Webster's, who I like, Martel Webster never played, Spencer Hawes, who I like, but I would go and find guys who are going to be like in that Gonzaga program. Once in a while, you're going to get that guy who's one and done when he's an NBA draft pick or an NBA lottery pick. But in general, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go find guys who are going to be there for one, two, three, and four years and build a real program and build a winning culture. Because if you look back at college basketball, and I'm going to just pull up real quick here uh, the, a list of the national champions in college basketball, champions college basketball, and most of them are not uh, – one and done factories, right? So let's go through the last couple ones. You had Virginia. They've never really been a one and done factory. Villanova, the year before that, not a one and done factory. North Carolina, a little bit more of a one and done factory. Villanova, not a one and done factory. Duke, one and done factory. Connecticut, Louisville, both not one and done. Kentucky, Connecticut, Duke, North Carolina. So in general, we have had more teams win when they build a winning program versus when they try to bring in one and duns and the two, three zone is dinosaurish basketball has changed quite a bit. It used to be not everyone could shoot. Now everyone shoots big men, little guys. Everyone has learned because of Steph Curry changing the game, how to shoot three pointers left and right and do it in any way. So you got to be careful with that. You got to give them, um, you got to change it up. You can't give people open threes and expect to box out and get with all these long rebounds. And now the rebound gets tipped out and you got another shooter and they hit a three. Like it's time to change a two, three zone. You can do it once in a while, sprinkle it in, but I'd like to see some man to man. And I'd like to see my Washington Huskies actually be relevant and be a good basketball team. And now before that, it's time for our interview section of a podcast where we, you heard her in the intro, Chelsea Walsh, you're going to enjoy her. And today we have Chelsea Walsh on at the Chelsea at the Chelsea Walsh. That's a tongue twister kind of on Instagram. Um, she's she's a jack of all trades really. I'll let her introduce herself herself and how are you doing today Chelsea? I'm I'm great. Thank you for having me again. Um, Always a pleasure speaking to you. Yeah, thank you. Um, So yeah, I'm Chelsea Walsh. My Instagram is the Chelsea Walsh. Um, Agreed that sometimes it's a tongue twister. And um, so I'm in Miami. I've been here. This is going on my fourth year now. And uh, I like to think of myself as jack of all trades as well. I'm involved in a little bit of everything. Um, The latest being... I've been working in the fine art world. I am supporting an artist called, her name is Elizabeth Sutton. And she's really been building out her whole brand to kind of be like a modern day um, Martha Stewart, if you will. She's on a lot of different areas of design and um, it's gone beyond just art. So that's something really cool that I'm working on. I am in talks with another artist who's opening his first gallery in the Miami Design District. Um, So there's that on the table. Uh, Let's see, what else? I'm a member and affiliate of Drip Ninja Club. That is a members only like social group that we really started. um, Well, they started 2017, 2018. 
and uh, something that's like become way bigger than like we thought it would with over 200 members. And, um, and you'll see like how everyone's kind of been flocking to Miami since COVID. Yes. That's another, <laughs> another leg of the agency that we've built out. So we are helping a lot of different people relocate and just kind of feel welcome and settled um, just to get them tapped into like a recreational and business um, network. So that's been really cool to to be able to spend a lot of my time working with them. Those people are becoming close friends and a crazy bunch, definitely. Um, and that's cross industry from like hospitality groups and restaurateurs and like hedge fund people to sports people to creatives, a little bit of everything. Um, and then, yeah. And then I, I modeled now like a little bit Mm -hmm. here and there, just kind of for my own, my own passion projects. Mm -hmm. But, um, I actually just yesterday spoke with, uh, miles models. They're out of Atlanta, Georgia. They've been like the best agency in the Atlanta area for two years now. And I spoke with the uh, founder and CEO, Lovila Santiago, yesterday. And I'm going to be joining their team um, working on talent management again. So. Wow. And I know you've done a lot of talent management, bef- uh, you know, in not past life, but in the last few years. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's kind of – that's why I say you're jack of all trades. Like you, you kind of summed it up there. You do a little bit of everything. And yeah. you're good at it. I mean, that's, I mean, sometimes it's just the personality comes out. People who are personable are good at doing a lot of things because you can talk to people. You're not shy and you're able to put yourself out there and, and do a lot of different things. But tell me about Drip Ninja. What, what is that exactly? Because I saw it on your Instagram profile and I kind of clicked through and I was like, what is, what is Drip Ninja? I know, right? Drip Ninja, there's, there's a lot about it that, I mean, honestly, we could go on forever. But to give the quickest um, summary – would be it's like a an in-house marketing agency now. Okay. So we were finding ourselves as freelancers just like a little bit pissed off with like how hard it was to collect a check or like yep. kind of branch out beyond like one certain area of your skill set. So right. we kind of got ourselves together and we started with mm-hmm. something similar to this that's a, still a part of it called Social Black Book. And that was more okay. for nightlife and hospitality. Um, and it kind of gave birth to this bigger picture and idea of Drip Ninja. So what it is, is we're like brokering different deals for vendors and entrepreneurs, small business mm-hmm. owners, and the talent. So you can either apply as a talent, like a model or a producer or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and offer up your skills and they'll connect you with different gigs and opportunities. Oh, there's a whole like back end to it. There are forums, Discord group. Uh, we use a, a software called Basecamp for like our project management and planning and stuff. So it's grown to a lot uh, more than we thought when we were just kind of bullshitting and uh, <laughs> trying to get out of nightlife and uh, the bottle service or promoter. Yeah, rut yeah. Well. yeah, you, you, yeah you're, you're just trying to go out and party and then it ended up being a business. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, everyone was getting, you know, you know, when you're like a seasoned promoter or a yep. server, you're like, okay, I'm getting kind of tired now. <laughs> you're like, yeah. no, I would like to not be so nocturnal. So we, we all kind of like thought of different ways that we could um, help each other out and right. build this network, actually create a business and, and it's thriving. I know that might be still kind of involving a certain level of mystique, but like we want that. So that's, but that's what, what makes it interesting. So, yeah. 
because like no, it, when you when it has mystique, even the Instagram profile, right? So you click on it and you wonder, right, what is this? And you want to learn more, and it's members only. And when you have a little bit of mystique, that's why you probably get more applications, and you get the right people applying, and you can filter out the. I mean, let's be real. You live in Miami. There's a lot of bullshitters, <laughs> and you can filter out the bullshit from the real people who really want to contribute to the group. Definitely. Um, we get through a couple of layers, but you know, yeah. there, there's a lot of bullshit artists in Miami for sure. Yeah. Your point. And, um, and I think we're allowed to say that because I've lived there and you live there. Other, otherwise, you're not allowed to talk shit about Miami because it's a no, great no, no. place. Anyone can say whatever about this video. It's so <laughs> anomaly and beast within itself. Um, I like to think of it kind of like New York City. And I think that's why so many people do, you know, pop back and right. forth or whatever. Um it's one of those places that will make or break you, chew you up and spit you out. And I think that really I well. that through that cycle yeah. as well. Um, I came here, I started coming here in like 2016 and I was like, Ooh, like, you know, cause I didn't party in, in college so much even. Right. I, I don't know. So like it can, uh, it can take you over to the dark side if you allow it. But if you're smart and strategic, you can also, you know, be very successful here business-wise. Absolutely. Are. This is, um, it's got so much untapped potential still, even though you think, okay, I can't get any more built out than that or oh, but it still can. anything else. Um, but there's a lot of potential to make money here mm -hmm. and really make some deals. So keeps people coming back or never wanting to leave vacation land. One of the two. <laughs> I know. And yeah, and, and you're right. Bro. It's one of those places and chew you out and spit you right back out. I mean, people, you know, they come out there and they're at space till 7am and then they yeah. they're like, oh, I can never live here. But you know, as someone who's lived there, you learn pretty quickly. You do that once or twice and then you, you go and settle into a normal routine where you're not going out five nights a week you're going out once a weekend no you can't be doing that um you also go broke so <laughs> you know, very quick well i mean especially for guys you know they come to miami they're oh, spending yeah. a lot of money on and inviting girls out and not saying no girls ever spend money but a lot of times you guys get invited out more but guys get invited out mm -hmm, mm -hmm, definitely i guess it's more kind to to women here um, yes it is that um, but now that like, you know, I'll go out like once a week, I'd say now, maybe every other week I've, I see myself finally growing up, transitioning to more of an adult. So it helps, it helps the bank account. It helps the, uh, <laughs> under eyes, everything, you know, you kind of, uh, get yourself settled, like you said, into your Absolutely. routine. And, and back to my point of like with, with Drip Ninja and stuff, like having right. that type of, um, support system and those people who are actually like hungry and want to get stuff done. Right. Um, I think that, you know, you are as good as the company that you keep. So mm -hmm. it's definitely been motivating or like, say you get off track, you have this whole like group of people, like over 200 members now. I'm sure it's yeah. like grown even more since all the people moving and like relocating, right. you know, just to like have your back because it can be kind of intimidating at times living here. <laughs> definitely. So like, it's like someone who lives in Miami can just apply to be in Drip Ninja or do they have to be invited only? Like what's oh. the you, you can apply it's yeah. it's open it's fairly open and um most people i feel like are just knowing about it now like out on the street uh right. so it's it's definitely friendly we're not not to say the like the elitist part of the members only thing like it's not it's not like that but you have to have certain you know <laughs> things in place
Yeah, you, you gotta, you have to have your shit together somewhat, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any good stories? Like, uh, since we're talking about Drip Ninja, any like good examples like of something you've seen it helped someone or has helped you or connected someone? Oh, I mean, there's a lot. Um, honestly, I was looking for for opportunities in like work a couple of months mm -hmm. ago because I was laid off and. I just posted in one of our forums and I was able to find something to, to do with myself just temporarily. Yeah. By the way. Like, honestly, like people are like, Oh, you need something like here, here's a solution. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I can't disclose what it is, but yeah, no, that's fine. No, it's totally fine. But <laughs> yeah, that's you know, one, of the, one of the success stories. Um, but we've connected a lot of people. Um, there's, um, I don't know. There's a lot of different options for that. We've created like events out of, out of nothing, we we started a whole like comedy night. It began at um, began at this place called Racket. There's an upstairs mm -hmm. called the Attic, um, and now we've moved it over to another uh, good hospitality or no home cooking hospitality group. That's what it's under. Um, another property of theirs called Casa Tiki, and we've done it there a couple of times. But we actually had a full turnout, full house last night. At oh, our very cool. Night. Yeah, and, the, and the, yeah, I actually saw that on your Instagram. Look like you had a fun night last night. Yeah, one of the uh, creators, Dex Hobbs, he's like gotten into stand up, and and mm -hmm. he was doing it, and he was doing his thing last night. He was talking about all the goals that he's reached, um, and with under like one year, we already have like our link app cards out, our membership cards, which is kind of like oh, a, cool. a popple, like you would tap it, and then all your your stuff comes up with your profiles, and just a cool mm -hmm. networking tool. And it's another way for us to take advantage of our different membership stuff. So that, that's awesome. And speaking of yeah. stand up, I've always wanted to get into stand up and never yeah. have. It oh. just seems like one of those things where it's like it's so intimidating, but it looks like it's so much fun. So shout out to him that he's actually able to do it. I don't think I could ever try it. I was definitely like running my mouth one night and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get up there. And it's, <laughs> it's never happened. I don't it's know. Never if Okay, maybe one of these nights you, you do it and let me know. Okay, yeah. Right. Perfect. And then I guess before we get into a couple of things about Miami that I wanted to talk about and COVID and everything going on there, um, tell me about the art industry. I've That's another thing I've always been fascinated. I like love art, but I can't yeah. tell what is fine art, what's regular art, oh, or, and why is a piece worth so much money? Uh, honestly, I think the artists kind of determine that. Um, yeah based on their reputation or the the amount of time that they're putting into the piece, uh, the yep. mediums that are going going into creating the actual art itself. Mm -hmm. um, I never studied art. Like I, I did, you know, basic undergrad, like art history, what graphic design, a couple of classes here and there. But otherwise, I had no idea really why they wanted me to be a part of it other than I was a good connector here. Um, I've kind of established in the community and I was hoping to get them in, you know, the right type of clients that they need, especially yeah. like high-end hospitality, um, the high-end residences and all the different restaurant groups and stuff that we're tied in with. So I think that that is one of the things that led me into this, that just dealing with like Sorry. upscale products, selling upscale products, mm -hmm. knowing how to speak to those people like confidently. Um, so that whole thing came about like, what was that? Like October. And okay. uh, a friend of mine had mentioned that this, this woman, um, an incredible person that I know, Elizabeth Sutton was relocating from New York. Uh -huh. And 
she wanted to be an Aventura. Good choice. Great. So um, we connected, and I've been I've been working with her. Um, we went over to St. Bart's for her solo exhibition with Eden mm -hmm. Rock, and that is still going until January 31st. So since okay, then, cool. it's been there, you know, the whole installment yeah. sold a lot of original paintings, um, many fashion accessories and clutches. I've sport like yeah. the bags, the leather bags and the clutches all the time myself. So, awesome. you know, that was something that I never thought I was gonna do, but um, getting involved with it has been a, a really cool experience. And um, another artist that I'm hoping to to work with is Rich B. Caliente. And he actually started on the auto, luxury auto side um, and wow. wrapping vehicles and now painting vehicles and painting contemporary fine art. And um, cool. he's been, his work has been compared to that of Pollock. So he's one of, right. one of the greats. I'm sure you've heard his name. Yes, I've heard, I've, I've heard his name and I've seen his stuff. It's like one of those, I actually, if, yeah. I, if I know what it is, that means it's fame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, so those are just uh, two of the, the folks that I'm working with. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how this happened. I'm definitely not a pro, but I've always been uh, appreciative of art. And that starts with just going to like performing art school. Yep. And um, I was a ballerina for a long time. So yep. just kind of have a different appreciation for things and maybe a little bit different perspective and eye for it. Um, my house is like, honestly, very like, there's a lot of blank walls. Yeah. That's, how, that's how we have it um and it's very like modern a lot of gray white black but like my personal room there's a lot of patterns and like right beachy things so like i always kind of go more toward toward beachy coastal so like a florida thing mm -hmm. but if i can mix it with modern mm -hmm. somehow without it clashing that's probably my actual aesthetic yeah. Um, but the art world in miami is it's crazy i mean winwood in and of itself is uh a huge huge community for the arts and absolutely it's just there's so much to see um a couple weeks ago i went to the what was it the museum of graffiti um just to go check it out we actually had a inked ninja event there we did like tattoos okay, cool. for, like a pop-up bar and stuff so again i mentioned them but like i just happened to go to the same place where we had an event um it, it seems like even with that, you're you're a little bit of jack of all trades. Like you just said, I like my my house is contemporary, my room is beachy. Yeah. I don't know how I get like it. Just proved like it, that's what makes you so interesting is that you're able to do so many different things and be good at it and keep your eyes open for different opportunities. A lot of people yeah. have like one set, one focus, and one like skill. But you have, you know, maybe your skill is your people's person, obviously. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're able to adapt to different things. Like you're talking about fine art or graffiti art or, yeah. you know, art in general. And you're also talking about modeling and they're completely different things. Yeah. All different art forms. Um, and it's cool. Thank you for those compliments. I appreciate it. It's cool to be able to do this too. Cause I, I realized a long time ago that like I was never going to be satisfied with just like working for other people. I was, yep. I wouldn't mind consulting and supporting them like part-time, but I was always going to need to have my own projects and a variety of so. So I really love freelance life. It's yes. just the best for it's, me. <laughs> it's really, it is really the best. I mean, as you know, I work for myself too. It will meet my brother and it's like, I don't know if I could really go sit at a desk nine to five, but I just, a quick story time, I guess with the yeah. art stuff. Um, 
The only art you said you took a couple of you didn't take any classes, but you went to performing arts school and you're a ballerina. My only art class I ever took was in uh, at University of Washington my senior year, and it was it was a Latin American contemporary like 300 class. But I didn't realize that I had one elective to graduate. And I didn't know because my counselor didn't tell me. So I had like one day to find an elective and actually go do it and graduate. And okay. it was the hardest class I've ever taken because everything was like basically in Spanish. <laughs> and, oh, no. and so I passed my final class in University of Washington of a D minus and graduated. Oh, no. oh, no. And, I, and I didn't even deserve the D minus. I just went up to the professor and I was like, look, this is I only took this class because I had to. <laughs> And every elective was already taken. So Yay. I need to pass or I have to come back for for a fifth year. So I passed. Well, I'm glad he took pity. He or she took pity on you. Yeah. It was a she. She was really nice, actually. She's one of my favorite professors I've ever had. And she was so passionate about it. But, you know, you're yeah. a 21-year-old guy sitting in a Latin American uh, art class. And you've never – at a 300 level, which is, you know, oh. like – advanced and everyone around me was art majors except yeah. myself who was just there to get to try to graduate college so oh it was an experience goodness. yeah that that is something um i don't know how it would have fared with that because somehow i still only have uber spanish here <laughs> yeah you know i've started uh i mean as, as you know i guess we'll transition to there and like what yeah. miami's like and traveling and all, mm -hmm. all that I actually learned a lot of Spanish this last year as you know i was traveling through mexico and colombia the last four months and I've kind of did it to learn Spanish and two to escape lockdowns, which yeah. I know a lot of people have a problem with. But you live in Miami, right? And is everyone who watches the news is making fun of Florida? That's from the West Coast, yeah. and it's like, oh my God, Florida's crazy. Arizona, Scottsdale's like that as well. And yeah. I think it's all right, personally. I mean, I'm not trying to get political here or anything like that, but. What is it like really as a whole country seems like it's under lockdown and staying at home mm -hmm. where you live in looks what feels like America's playground right now? Like what uh, is it like? It, it is uh, America's playground. <laughs> it's been interesting. Um, I have a clear view from my balcony of one of these Airbnbs on my street that are remaining. Yep. And I'm in Edgewater. So, yep. it's, you know, still kind of up and coming. Which yeah. means like hood, nice apartment, hood, nice apartment. So yeah, for the for those sorry to interrupt you there. For those who don't know, in Miami, it's very common. You have the nicest yeah. street followed yeah. by the ghetto, followed by the nicest street, and exactly. you can go from a million dollar home to the projects in in thirty steps. Yes, yes, exactly. So I'm very close to Winwood, like a half a mile, honestly. <laughs> so we've got like say let's this is Winwood. And we've got Midtown, and then we've got Edgewater, like right yeah. by the water. Hopefully, yeah. you guys can understand this. <laughs> but um, yeah, so anyway, back to being able to see that Airbnb. It's like kind of open, and I feel a little weird because I can yeah. just literally just peek into their backyard. But they've got like this above ground <laughs> pool and like a deck that they've built out yeah. over the last year. And like they started adding decorations and this. And I'm like, okay, this place is like usually pretty busy. And yeah. the other day, there was like a group. I, I mean, I can only assess maybe Midwest because of how fair they were, but they were out there <laughs> getting it. Like in the middle of the day, the middle of the week, blaring yeah. music. I'm, I think um, a lot of shots, 
Dizzy Bat and a few other things were going on, but these guys <laughs> were totally broing out and like screaming at each other. They're like looking at each other and they're just like, oh, like screaming. I was just like, it's 2 p.m. on a Wednesday. On what a Wednesday. I live here. <laughs> Edwater, not. <laughs> so it's been funny, just like on the the uh, neighborhood front, I'm seeing it, but everywhere, um, it's very busy. Now that we can actually like go out to dinner for real and like those luxury places to do like dinner at a show, everywhere is full. Everywhere. Right. Um, I went to Mila, Mila's restaurant. That's really nice. Um, where is that? Right off Lincoln Road. Okay. And they have like a whole open air concept once you get out of their like main dining room and they've got like fire artists and this oh, and that, so like nice. all the different attractions. And then there's like Swan Miami who gets a little ratchet at the bar up top and then it's fine dining downstairs. So, <laughs> you know, a couple of different things going on, but from what I see um, at all the dinner spots, it's, it's back to normal and definitely full from all the tourists. You talk to everybody there yeah. from somewhere else. And they just look so happy to be here. And you're like, okay, so that's cool. I mean, obviously it's right. helping our economy. Not that I don't know if it was ever in trouble, but like it's helping our economy. Um, we don't like how crowded it is, but I can't blame them for not wanting to be here because like it's right. sexy outside and clear and beautiful. And, and open. <laughs> and yeah. you're actually allowed to live. And yeah. It's like in, in a way, like I, I hate, where we're at right now where everyone's trying to make you feel guilty for going out or judges you for living your life and it, which is a lot here I don't know what it's like right now living in Miami but I I mean I even had people messaging me on my Instagram where I, while I was traveling and working remotely saying oh you're irresponsible you're how could you do that to people I'm like do what to people I'm not like going and breathing on people's necks and giving right. them you know, spreading COVID or anything like that. And I'm being really careful, but like, do, do you feel like over there just in Miami in general, people just don't care? Like what, how, what's like the vibe like? Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody yeah, cares. I know. The the testing <laughs> centers are equally popping, you know, like everyone, <laughs> like everyone's going, like I was going for a while, like once a week because of yep. work and um, someone had a home office. So like mm -hmm. you don't mess with anything with, you know, their kids and stuff. So I was going quite quite a lot. And then, um, you know, the precautions, like when I went to St. Bart's before yeah. 72 hours before, and then, um, if you stay over eight days, you have to do it like an exit test basically before yeah. you go back. So that's what I did. I, I traveled yeah. a little bit too, not as much as you, but, um, I, I didn't want to let it affect me anymore. I just decided I know. Day. I was like, Oh, well, I can sit around and like wait for things to happen and maybe get in a little funk or we can just kind of keep carrying on. So you yeah, and, and that's how I felt too. And I, I think it's, it's like a double-edged sword, right? You want to have fun and enjoy your life, but you also don't want to do anything irresponsible or get sick. Obviously none of us want to get sick, but we're young and healthy. And I feel like Miami's offering like the other side of things, right? I mean, if you, I don't know the numbers in Miami. I don't know how many people are getting they're COVID crazy. or spreading COVID. They're they're crazy. They're crazy. Yeah, like, but same here in raw local local news app on here telling me every yeah. day like what's going on, and it's like oh, like another thirteen or we're at thirteen thousand cases in Oof. Miami. And I'm just like, like yeah, oops. Yeah, yeah, you go around in your your hallway or to your elevator, and mm -hmm. one out of three has a mask on. Maybe sometimes two out of three. 
Oh, really? It's like that. See, even when I was traveling through Colombia, everyone had masks on. Like, no yeah. matter where you went, there's a mask on, which I think is correct. Like you, you said, like, I think it's good that Miami's open, but it'd be better if people wore masks while it was open. I agree. Yeah. It's a little crazy when you're out in public and just no precautions being. Yeah. Well, if, if you're if you're really nervous about it, you can come to Seattle and uh, you can be lo- under lockdown. No, <laughs> so. no. no thanks. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I'm trying to find a way out of here pretty soon before. Uh, but, but now I, they said that you need a negative COVID test to actually re-enter the country starting no, uh, January 26th. Oh, that's fun. I know. I know. My parents. I actually. My parents are going to d- the Dominican Republic ne- on the 25th. So now they're scrambling to figure out how they can get a COVID test in the Dominican Republic, which I, this should be a story in itself. So I'm excited yeah, to see how they find that. Um, yeah. have, they, have they traveled by the way at all, or this will be their first? No, they traveled. Uh, when I was in Tulum, I spent yeah. what a month and a half in Tulum. They uh-huh. actually came to Tulum and my parents are pretty healthy and, uh, they're not like anti-maskers or anything like that, but they, yeah. they're, they're in a position where, you know, they, this is their life. They don't want to just sit in a room and be locked up. Yeah. So many people share that opinion. So, I mean, if you want to do it and get out there, do your thing. I say exactly. be a little bit careful and conscientious of other people. It's all we can do. Exactly. Don't, don't go breathing on other people and wear your mask and then enjoy the rest of your life. Exactly. Well, I guess my last question for you today, and this is like a new segment I'm doing. So let's see how it works out. I'm going to do this with every guest from now on. And I'm trying to figure out a name for it. I'm going to call it today like, yo, G, let me ask you something. I I, I think it's always funny when friends always call for like advice, right? So someone will call you, they have a question, and no one ever takes your advice. They just ask to give an opinion so they can tell you how they really feel in vent. So okay. it's kind of like a little play on that. So if you had like, is there anything, whether it's a big thing or small thing, you're trying to make a decision and you need advice on in your life? Ooh. Um, this is a little more practical, but this has been okay. on mine. So yo, G, let me ask you something. All right. Um, put it to use. Um, so I was considering, cause I've been here for four years. I was thinking, yep about moving back home oh yeah i know curveball only because only because i was thinking about it i was like i don't know when it is i'll be able to buy something here yep and i really want to seattle (laughs) and i really want to have like start my first you know on my first property and everything Mm -hmm. and i was thinking about moving back to fort pierce okay um, for the pure reason of you know, I could get something a lot more affordable. The mm-hmm. are much lower. Sorry, there's much lower. Low, blah, let's try that again. Lower mm-hmm. expenses for a living, yep. and um, and also my boyfriend lives there. So, oh, okay. So that's yeah, another one. I'm in a new relationship, and um, it's yeah, it's brand new, and that so he's two well, hours. Congratulations. Away. Thank you. It's it's cool. It's nice, and. Um, trying to figure out what's, you know, the more responsible thing for me to be doing with my money, even though I do love Miami and I love like the life I've created here. Yeah. Is it time for me to go back to work? Okay. Well, the, well, I would look at what I would do is first of all, I'd think, all right, can I still do my career in Fort Pierce? That's the most important question. The yeah. number one question. Can, can you still do the same job? Still connect? Mm. Yes and no. 
Yeah, yeah. Like the remote aspects of it, sure. Yep. Like I think I could be with Drip Ninja no matter what, um, yep. and maybe like pop down for like really important things. Mm -hmm. um, repping the artists would be difficult. That would be yes. something that would be okay. I'll come to their like solo exhibitions or very mm -hmm. special events again. Um, and then the the new thing with Miles models that would be something I don't really would be affected. I don't think it, it would wouldn't be affected. Be affected. Yeah. And, then, and then the second thing you have to think about, there's two other things. Would you yeah. want to raise a family in Miami one day? Because uh, I'll tell you, I don't. That's part of the reason I ended up not living in Miami forever. So yeah. it, at some point, you might leave Miami anyway. And the third exactly. thing is, can you, you could probably be in Fort Pierce, a big fish in a small pond versus in Miami where you can be I think you're a small fish, but a small fish in a big pond, right? Like there's so much oh, yeah. more competition. You can be the number one in your industry in Fort Pierce. Your boyfriend lives there and you don't want to raise a family in Miami. <laughs> I would lean I would lean towards moving back to Fort Pierce. Maybe not right away. Maybe do another year in Miami, yeah. build up some more connections. Exactly. But definitely put it on my mind that I'm going to end up in Fort Pierce. But for the next year in Miami, I would live it up as much as possible. Because when <laughs> yeah. you get to Fort Pierce, you're going to have dreams about Miami. Yeah. And wanting to roll out of bed and go into space at five in the morning. <laughs> Which has so been done. If you guys know me, like that's what I used to do before um, March 2020. My friends and I have <laughs> alarms, wake up at 5 a.m. and go to space or like be there by 8 a.m. to have yep, a I've done it multiple yeah. times as well. Yeah. I mean like who's to say it's, you know, not fun to carry on from the night before. But I was like, let's face it. After 25, I was like, let's be a little more strategic. Get some rest, <laughs> hydrate, have a full night's sleep, and then go. And you only have like a half a day of shenanigans, you know? It's exactly. And then God, the only problem with space is like I've done it both ways, right, where I've woken up yeah. and gone. But I've done the one where you go all night. If you go all night and you're there till 8 in the morning, that next day, whether it's Sunday, Saturday, whatever, it is done. You're finished. Like, yeah. like you might as well cancel that day off your calendar. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but it's but so much fun, especially when the lights kind of like creep in and you're dancing oh. with someone and then you realize that's what they look like. And then you're like, I should probably get that's when it's time to go home. Always go with sunglasses. Always. Yep. That's my one solid piece of advice. But um, that's that's a good call, I think, that you've made on the uh, what should I do? Um and that's kind of like what I'm leaning towards too. So I I'm sure your boyfriend will appreciate my advice as well. He'll be like, yeah, tell her to come over this yeah. way. Uh, he's, he's probably like on his way here right now. We've been seeing uh -huh. each other, I think, every weekend somehow. Oh, very good. So like that's happened without a without a hitch. So that's cool. Very good. But of course, my friends and stuff that meet him, like we're all kind of booed up right now, all of my roommates. Oh, so. wow. So, and, and for some reason, everyone's like a Southern boy. So like everyone's like, oh yeah, let's just recruit um, Dimitri to come live here. And yeah. we're just like, yeah, 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 let's do it, let's do it. I don't, I don't know if he's gonna do it, but. And well, so here's, I guess, one more important question before yeah. we wrap this question up is, yeah, yeah. his family live in Fort Pierce and your family live in Fort Pierce? Um, so my mom's in Hollywood, Florida. Okay. She's been there for like five years, but mm -hmm. I'm used to. And then um, his his family is in Fort Pierce primarily. Okay. So well, it, it seems like almost a no brainer. At some no. point, you're going to have to go back to Fort I mean, Pierce. No. <laughs> but, but 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 you should keep a condo in Miami. Then when you're not using it, just hit, hit me up and I'll, I'll I'll take care of it. No problem. Oh, let me know. <laughs> 
balling like that to have a property in Miami. And I We'll we'll hold on to that. Maybe we can um go half seas on something. Yeah, I'm I'm down. We'll rent it out. We'll rent it out to this to the Midwesterners on Airbnb as well. Let them party oh, it up. Goodness. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take all the transplants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is half of Miami itself. <laughs> Yeah, we have a great market right now. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, thanks Thanks for that one. So that's a new segment I'm trying out. Hopefully uh, it works out with every guest. I think it's kind of fun and just a little curveball getting to know someone more like on the personal level. Yeah, absolutely. I think you should keep it. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Well, perfect, Chelsea. Well, thank you for coming on today. Anything else you want to plug before um, before we sign off? Um. Well... I talked a lot about Drip Ninja, but if anyone has any questions about becoming a member or maybe showcasing your business or wanting to become a part of it, learn more, you can let me know or check out Drip Ninja Club. Um, and then my socials, I have the Chelsea Walsh for like my main fun page with a little bit of modeling and everything. And then for more of the fine art stuff for Elizabeth Sutton's work and hopefully Mark B. Caliente soon, um, that can be found at walsh fine art so there's my social awesome. get them awesome yeah go give her a follow she's so much fun on social media and uh once again when um I, we'll be talking offline about uh next time you come on but i know you have a, a fun project you might be working on so uh we'll yeah we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll just leave that as a teaser for uh later for the yeah. next time <laughs> thank you so much for having me george and one uh, of, of course i have to talk to your brother i haven't i haven't seen I at all so yeah I'll, I'll actually just connect you to i'll make it a little because he he restarted his uh interview podcast as well awesome well thanks again it's so, been so fun to be on george on tap and okay. we'll talk again soon yes we will thanks chelsea thanks All right, it's lyrical review time. You know how much I enjoy this part of a podcast because I think it's funny. Today we're reviewing the lyrics of Juice World, Bad Boy featuring Young Thug. So Juice World starts off, and this is kind of the chorus of the song. So I was, you know, right at the beginning. Yeah, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, I'm a bad boy. Went off and got my ass and got to the cash and got it in my bag, boy. Please don't think it's sweet. I stay with the heat, even though I'm a sad boy. You better watch the way you breathe around me for that breath be your last boy. Let's go. All right, pretty good start here. He's a bad boy. References Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, which I like. Great movies, great series. I think we're on the trilogy or the fourth one, I'm not sure. And then he puts it a threat at the end with a sick-ass verse for that breath be your last boy. All right. So comes in Young Thug, also part of the chorus here. Let's not forget that. I've been drinking red Raz Boy. I've been trapping all these birds. McCoy, newborn baby, my Richard Milley in nine months. Overseas, hundred scheme, bitch, croissants. All right, boom. You got to love the birds in McCoy. References Shady McCoy, LaShawn McCoy, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Richard Milley watch reference, which I think every rapper, if you don't have a song where you're referencing a Richard Milley watch, you're not really a rapper. Like, I'm a watch guy. People know that Richard Milley is a fucking expensive watch. You're talking about 100K at least for a good one. So uh, good reference there. Juice World comes in. Wreck the GTR. Skirt! Which, by the way, I'm so fucking tired of a skirt. Like, I get it. Like, one guy started, like, we're done. it needs to be done. No more skirts. 
I love to crash cars. I'm a bad boy. So I got a bad, broad, futuristic rides imported from Mars. All right. Kind of cool reference there. Futuristic rides imported from Mars. Smith and Wentz at 0.45 put a hole in his heart. She's going to shoot someone. Better not play with me. Killers, they stay with me. Yo, bae, she lay with me. I love how every single rapper has this girl, like has sex with a girl and then says that that's someone else's girl and she lays with him. Oh, that was interesting. She fell in love with my ice. Yeah, that hockey ring. When they come to kick it, I'm not on a soccer team. Whew, you got to love that line. She fell in love with my ice. Yeah, that hockey ring. Hockey reference. When they come to kick it, I'm not on a soccer team. So you went to two different sports there. Kick it, ring, ice, jewelry, boom. Y'all making this part of my prophecy. Raph Simmons match my prodigies. I'm going to do the dash, get the bag. Ain't nobody's bad as me. All right, not too bad. Uh, back to the chorus one more time. And then we got our last verse of the song. It's a pretty long one here. Well, second to last verse, basically. Sticky, sticky, Ricky. I smoke Skittles, not so sticky. I shot at his mommy. Now he no longer mentioned me. Thought, thought. Like, nah, stupid line. You say you want to smoke, and I've been coming down the chimney. You got the barbecue, you bitches. I'm so fried and they crispy. Great line here. Um, you got you got the smoke in the chimney, barbecue, fried and crispy, food references. Overall here, I want to give this a very solid line. I had on more jellies when I shot out the cut. Act like, like you want war and they're going to smoke you like a blunt. Too many references in general in rap with this one. Going to smoke you like a blunt. We get it. I'm keeping it real. If yeah, I'm just being blunt. You can't go with smoke you like a blunt blunt i'm being with real with you i'm being blunt like blunt blunt don't you're supposed to rhyme not use the same word porsche carrera got the pipes out the back like a skunk skirt skirt again which good line but once again i hate the skirt skirt and then now this part drives me crazy because it's all skirt skirt so that's just the sound of my band skirt i keep it the velty skirt i keep me a test skirt i read your message skirt i bust on their chest skirt i made a mess skirt i hope for the best skirt Go like a chaser, skirt, be the best, skirt. I got the next, skirt. I can turn on a check, skirt. Look like a project X, skirt. Bullshit. The skirt thing needs to end. I'm telling you, public service announcement, I need the skirt shit to end by now. I can't stand it. It's lazy. You can do better. Skirt, skirt, skirt. I hate it. All right. So, bending back to the chorus. Overall, I actually really like this song. I think the lines are good. I think the words are good. I think most of it is really good. It's just a fucking skirt. Like, I don't get why we got to go with skirt all the time. Just like, get rid of the skirt. I wanted to give this five stars out of the lyrics. Uh, I mean, I'm not not really a five star. Five star doesn't mean much, really. This is not even like that important. But four out of five. That skirt shit pisses me off. All right. Now to the end. All right. God damn it, man. So, you know, I end every podcast talking about my Spurs, Coys, Tottenham. You know how we do it. This week was really disappointing. So, we're playing Fulham, who's, you know, in the regulation zone of the English Premier League. And for those who don't watch soccer, and I understand, that means if you finish bottom three in English Premier League, you go down to the B League. You go back down to the minors. And then the top three of the minors move up to the 
uh, regular, which I would love every team that, that, you know, would help like basketball and NFL for people not to tank. But we go play Fulham. We, we look fantastic in the first half. We score a goal, up one nothing. Harry Kane, I'm wooing, I'm wowing. By the way, follow Spurs on tap on Twitter. I'm going to start going live during games and just like record my reactions because I like I freak the fuck out during games. Second half, we come and we park the bus like we always do, which means basically we just play defense and say we don't want to concede a goal and hold on to a 1-0 lead. And what do we do for like the fifth time, I think, this year? We give up a goal, 1-1. And, of course, we go back. We score another goal. Go up 2-1. It's called offsides. Doesn't count. We end 1-1. And we drop from being able to go up to third place in the Premier League to sixth place. We don't look like a title team. And that's really my problem here. I want to be a title team. I want to win a title. I can't win a title. I'm pissed. Everyone should be pissed. I know you guys are all like, this is only my fourth episode now doing the Tottenham thing. You guys are all Tottenham fans now. We play Sunday against Sheffield. United, 6 a.m. Pacific time. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to be miserable. And if we blow another lead, I'm going to freak the fuck out again. And it's just, it hurts me, man. It really hurts me. It irks me. And I just really want us to win. So hopefully we can get this win. We can get three points. We can get back on track. And I can put a smile on my face this weekend. So Wednesday, I'll have an update for you guys on that. This has been the Just Talk Pod with George Archer. I really hope you enjoyed today's guest, Chelsea Walsh. Uh, we have another guest coming up on next week's episode for both of them on Tuesday and Friday. I'm really looking forward to those two guests. Um, I just want um, you know confirm that completely before I announce them. You'll see them on social media. Follow me at George on Tap on social media. Share this podcast with as many people as you can. I'd really appreciate it. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for all the support as we try to grow this podcast. If you like the guests, reach out to these guests, man. They take their time out of their day to come on this podcast so they can grow their social media and their profile. And I, I, I want to help as much as I can. As always, follow the Sports on Tap on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you love social media, and leave this five stars. Um, and as always, this is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio Redefined.